Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com slash covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com slash covered. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are as a people, inherently and historically, opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. Welcome back to the Mind Poppers podcast, a very special episode of the Mind Poppers podcast because we are doing our uh, Stop the Press episode. Basically, the Stop the Press episode is where we do a rundown of these kind of magazines. We do the, the Love It, we do Take a Break, and we do That's Life. Basically, if you're not familiar, these magazines, they're, they're a UK and Ireland magazine. And essentially, it's all these weird, fucked up, real life stories, okay? As told and written by the people themselves. And obviously, Mind Poppers, the whole Mind Poppers basement is built upon the weird. And we love, we love, we love a fucked up weird news story and a human interest story. They're all Mind Poppers. And these magazines combine all of that. Uh, <laughs> now this is we've already done an episode we've already done a stop the press episode and what I try to do right when I break down these stories after we release the episode I go and put on my little Nancy Drew hat and try and track down some of these people from the magazines so I try and stalk their socials and do what I can I'll be reverse image searching okay like proper catfish stuff to find the people in the stories, to try do a follow-up with them, or try get a little bit more information on their story. And it's always fun to hear the voice of someone from one of these fucked up stories. So, if you do want to check out our first episode of the, the Stop the Press, you can go on to the Patreon, okay? And we have a follow-up with uh, a beautiful lady named Matilda, who married her stepbrother, over, behind, um, over on the Patreon. Now... If you don't want or if you cannot afford to support Mind Poppers financially like that, I mean, it's only a five euro a month, okay? So let's not, you know. But if you can't do that or if that's not your thing, then it would be greatly appreciated if you supported the podcast by giving us a five-star review on whatever you're listening on, be it Spotify or Apple Music. It really helps us. It really helps other people find the podcast, whatever. So how I like to start off the the Stop the Press episodes, okay, is it's my first time looking at these magazines. So I usually like to lay them out in front of me and we do a headline breakdown, okay? (laughs) And the headline breakdown is one of the best bits of the episode. It's one of my favourite bits because we're taking the story, we're taking the cover of these magazines at first glance. 
looking at the headlines and we really don't know where the stories will go from the headlines you don't you just you can you can never you can try and make a bet and sometimes it will land but sometimes you just won't have an idea where these stories are going to go <laughs> i'm so excited i'm always so excited recording the stop the press episodes i mean this is only the second one so that's not you know but um so i'm going to go through the headlines now um <clears throat> and you know what we try and make guesses some guesstimates on you know what this could mean where is the story going to go and then I pick out some of what seems like the juiciest headlines between these three magazines and then we do a little breakdown then after the episode I go and try and track some of these people down all right so without further ado let's get into the stop the press headline <laughs> the headline breakdown now if you hear the the rustling of paper it is because i actually have these physical magazines in front of me and i'm going to start off with one that never lets us down and that is that's life okay the new uh, the new issue of that's life so what do we have okay <laughs> sis was killed over her v-day gift that surprise made her partner see red (laughs) sis was killed over her v-day gift obviously it's a valentine's day present gone wrong okay now that surprise made her partner see red okay um i guess i mean it's not funny i mean in retrospect reading back now it's like okay someone was killed and it's actually giving domestic violence now that i read the second part of that headline but we'll see you never know we've we've read these and people fake their own deaths so we'll see um I look like a BBQ snack. <laughs> Clumsy fella burnt my face off. <laughs> you see, the, the thing with these headlines is they lead you in with something comical and then have some harrowing, horrible, you know, second line. I look like a BBQ snack, okay? Clumsy fella burnt my face off. <laughs> and it's not funny. It's not funny. You know, it ain't funny. Um, what else do we have? I spied my man and his other bird in the shower. Okay, brilliant. Uh, definitely something that I think we might look into. <clears throat> Evil boyfriend paralyzed our newborn son. He loved our girl, but hated our baby boy. Terrible, terrible. You see, some of these are just horrible. <clears throat> Rat left my hospital bed, then boinked his floozy. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> with the line after it right so rat left my hospital bed then boinked his floozy he wasn't getting any bed rest <laughs> okay definitely definitely another one that we have to check out um, okay, that was That's Life. So promising, so promising. Many stories that I want to dive into for that. Um, let's see what we have next. Okay, we have this issue of Take a Break. Okay. What do we have? Toy Boy Hunk proposed before our first date. Family were appalled when I said yes. Okay, I love that. <clears throat> we love. Because the couple of the, and, and the last uh, Stop the Press episode we had some gold digging and some scamming okay which always make for good stories so this could this is giving me gold digging or scam could be both we'll see um or maybe it's a true love story again you don't know where these things are going to go um my girl stabbed her dad in the head then i thanked her 
Love it. Um, <clears throat> Fellas find my fiancé hotter than me. What's his big secret? <gasps> okay. 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 I love, I love when they do... Remember in the first episode we had... Um, that kind of like brother, sister, we're like fighting over the gay, not gay boyfriend. Love, I'm hoping for another kind of one of those. Um, what else do we have? Makeover. <laughs> Makeover turned me into the Hulk. <laughs> Valentine's Day left me screaming in agony. Okay, you see? And that's where they bring in the terrible second line that makes you feel guilty for laughing. You know? It was my first time reading this, so no judgment. Mum killed my baby after I slept with her hubby. Now that ain't funny. But I, but I want to hear more. And we're going to hear more. Um, She was out for revenge. Okay? Take a break. Take a bleeding break. Oh. Very promising. Again, very, very promising. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Fellas find my fiancé hotter than me. What's his big secret? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing Makeover Turn Me Into The Hulk and that Toy Boy story. Absolutely. Okay. Again, very promising. Um, okay. And then finally we have, for our headline breakdown, we have the new issue of Love It. Okay. Which is one of my favourites. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, some of these are, again, aren't funny, but you just can't help but... This one, right? Okay. <laughs> Cup of soup. Save me from rape. <laughs> I guess we'll see. You know, we learned some tips. Um, he had an affair as I had a stroke. <laughs> oh, and a sad little woman faces on it. God bless her. Um, okay. Um, he cut off his wife's head. Then he went for a pint. Love it. Love it. You know. <laughs> he kind of looked the guy. You know, you can't see him. He kind of looks like Chesney from, is it EastEnders or Coronation Street? I don't know. I don't keep up with the soaps. Um, I was sexually abused by mum, age two. I don't got a punchline for that one. Um... The hell of being homeless. We shared our bathroom with a pedophile. Oh, okay. You know, that makes... Oh. <laughs> that, you know, already not sure what's going on, but have to know more. And again, terrible for them. That poor pe Those poor people having to share a bathroom with a pedophile. Not so terrible for us who are dissecting the story, you know? Um... And the final headline they have for this issue of Love It. My son's school project saved my life. You know what? Fuck that. Fuck that. We don't care. We don't care. You know? We don't care about your stupid son's project. We don't. We don't. Okay? We care about paedophiles in bathrooms. We care about fucking sibling rivalry over fucking bisexual boyfriend. We want to hear about the scams. Okay? We want to hear about that she was killed over her V-Day gift. Um, but you know what we'll see again like I said you cannot judge these headlines you cannot judge these books by their covers because you really don't know where the stories are going to go um, I'm very excited I'm very very excited again it's again it's always just such terrible things happening to these people but god is it a brilliant ride it truly is <laughs> alright 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 let's get into it let's get into it 
Now, let's keep in mind that I haven't read a lot of these stories yet, okay? So I don't know where these stories are going to go. So, I mean, I could be laughing at the beginning and something terrible could happen by the end. We really don't know. First story I'm looking at is from Love It, okay, which rarely lets us down. Um, and the the story, I have the magazines in front of me, if that's why you hear the crinkling of paper. Um, first story we're looking into, big page, it says, you were laughing at me behind my back, okay? So again, don't know where this is going to go. <clears throat> This is from um, Moira Jenkins, who's 49, okay? She's from Nottingham. So it starts with, WhatsApp messages gave away his other woman and their cruel nickname for me. (laughs) Oh, I'm dying, dying to find out what the cruel nickname is. I was peeling spuds for Sunday dinner when it happened. It's all a bit of a blur. I suddenly started feeling really weird. I remember standing there with the peeler in one hand and King Edward in the other and a King Edward, I'm guessing it's a potato, and just wondering, what was I doing? I'd taken a couple of paracetamol for a headache about an hour earlier, but this was something else. I called out to Jeff, who was in the living room. I remember telling him I was feeling a little strange. He said later that I was completely incoherent, And when he came into the kitchen moments later, I was falling backwards from the counter. I was having a stroke. Didn't see that coming. I really didn't. I know it's usual to feel a numbness down one side, but that wasn't the case for me. I was confused. I was disorientated. And then, nothing. Subheading. He was my rock. I have a vague memory of the green of the paramedic's uniforms and Jeff's face as he kissed my cheek and told me everything would be okay. But it's all very patchy after that. And I suppose, all things considered, I was one of the lucky ones. Well, we'll see. We will see, because I don't know about that. (laughs) It had been an enshamic stroke. Again, who knows? Basically a blood clot on my brain, caused by undiagnosed high blood pressure and high cholesterol, me. I guess in my age, this should have been picked up, but I've always considered myself healthy and never really needed to see a doctor. Okay, again, well, (laughs) story writes itself. The only time I've been in hospital was for the birth of our children, Siobhan and Riley. Oh my God, shout out. And that was 24 and 19 years ago. Jeff was my absolute rock after the stroke, visiting me every day, chatting to me, cracking jokes, and (laughs) I have a feeling this Jeff's going to be a funny guy. Cracking jokes and generally taking my mind off my predicament. I think the kids were both shocked when they first saw me. Jeff had warned them that the right side of my face had dropped down and I was struggling to speak. But the reality of it was quite overwhelming for them, I think. There was tears. By the third visit, though, they were back in their own selves, bickering with each other, obsessed by their phones and slightly bored. Subheading. Good progress. As I said, Jeff was brilliant. Nothing was too much trouble for him. 
it's almost as if Jeff was in such a good mood because his wife is in hospital getting treated for a stroke. He was getting his dick wet on the site. Again, I haven't read the story yet. It's only an assumption. <laughs> he helped me with my meals and drinks and when I needed the loo. <laughs> he kept up a stream of cheerful chatter that never failed to raise my spirits. This is the in sickness and in health thing we promised in our wedding vows all those years ago. And my heart was full to bursting. Jeff Baker was a saint. By the time I was discharged after six days in hospital, I was making pretty good progress. During that time, I'd been seen by what seemed like a small army of healthcare professionals. There was a physiotherapist, an occupational therapist, a neuropsychologist, a speech and language therapist. That was very hard for me to just read off the cuff, by the way. And probably others I don't remember. Isn't the NHS bloody marvellous when you think about it? I arrived home with a full schedule of outpatient appointments, sheets of exercises and a steely determination to get back to my old self as soon as possible. My consultant, my consultant was hopeful I would make an excellent recovery and so spurred on by this, I threw myself into the exercises. In the meantime, my husband was there to cook for me, dress me, bathe me and help me with anything else I needed. Fortunately, he was able to work from home a lot and on the odd occasion, he had to pop into the office. One of the kids, or our neighbour, Pat, would sit with me while he was gone. My recovery was going well, but when I looked at myself in the mirror, I would get upset at the haggard creature with the wonky face staring back at me. (laughs) I know that's awful for this lady, but (laughs) that's like me. That's me, okay, when I don't mirror the iPhone. Okay. Um, I wondered what Jeff must have thought of me, really. I knew I was now very different to the vivacious 22-year-old who said I'd do 26 years earlier. What's the matter? Oh, wait, now let me get his accent right. What's the matter? He said, sitting down beside me and putting on, and putting one of his strong arms around me. You never manage, you never signs up for this, I managed to say. My speech was getting a lot better, though the sobs can't have made me any easier to understand. Can I read that again? You never signs up for this, I managed to say. My speech was getting a lot better, though the sobs couldn't have made it me any easier to understand. Don't worry, my love, he said. You're the same girl I met on the bus all those years ago. We've been a team ever since. Nothing's going to change that. I was so happy. Next. (laughs) Next subheading. Lying scumbag. (laughs) If only I'd known then what I know now. That my carer, my saint, my hero, my husband was a lying, duplicitous scumbag. Scumbag. <laughs> Love it. Okay, this is, I'm feeling this is where it's going to get interesting. <clears throat> okay. It was three months after my stroke and I was now walking with a stick and was able to speak a lot more clearly. The right side of my body that had been useless was still weak, but the exercises 
and the OT appointments were definitely paying dividends. Jeff was spending more time in the office and even meeting friends again for a couple of pints at our local once or twice a week. I was delighted for him. He deserved it after all he'd done caring for me. Then, I found the WhatsApp message on his phone. I didn't go looking for it. It was just on the kitchen table in front of me when it lit up with the new message. I didn't even have time to unlock the phone to read. I didn't even have to unlock the phone to read. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. Warbyparker.com covered. See you tonight, babe. Can't wait. XX. I felt numb. I was still staring at the now dark screen when Jeff came back into the room. <laughs> the next subheading is Mrs. Strokey. <laughs> so, not to jump the gun, but I am assuming that the cruel nickname that was mentioned at the very beginning of this story, I have a feeling they've been calling her Mrs. Strokey, which is terrible, terrible. But we'll find out, we'll find out. Let's not jump the gun, okay? Do you want to assume it makes an ass out of you and me? He picked up his phone, glanced at it, smiled and said, that's work, love. I have to meet a client this evening. He's flying home to, he's flying home to the Channel Islands early tomorrow. Yeah, okay, I managed. I got a proper look at his phone two days later. His passcode was the same four numbers as our burglar alarm. I knew it would be. L, big L for this man, if you're going to be cheating. Like, do it better. I found this, I found his other woman listed as work too. It was quite a read, going back over a year before my stroke. Sure, there was sex stuff that was suitably cringy, but he never actually used her name, so I've still no idea who she is. But the thing that really got to me, the thing that meant there was no way back for him, was that they had a nickname for me. <laughs> they referred to me as Mrs. Drokey. <laughs> Mrs. Strokey. They they were laughing at me. 
We're not together anymore. Jeff has moved out and I'm well enough to look after myself. Not 100%, but I'm determined to get there. And I've started using my maiden name again. (laughs) You see, I'd rather be Mrs. Strokey than Mrs. Baker. (laughs) Okay, and they, they have a quote as well from the husband, Jeff Baker, who's 58. He said, I never meant to hurt Moira. I did everything I could for her. I put my life on hold for months. Uh, (laughs) I mean, look, we do. When we do our Stop the Press episodes, we do hear a lot of infidelity. We do hear a lot of cheating. We hear a lot of wives or husbands, whatever, finding out that their partner has been cheating behind their back and have been just unsuspecting this whole time. Now, this is the first time, I think, that we've heard a nickname, okay? Uh, (laughs) Mrs. Strokey, okay? That bastard. That bastard, all right? Look, whatever you find out that, like, your partner is having an affair, an extramarital affair, what have you, well, you're fucking bedridden there, okay? Like, like your man from my left foot in the bed after a stroke, okay? And you find out from WhatsApp that you, that the husband and the missus, okay, this hoochie mama that he's having an affair with, has been referred to you as Mrs. Strokey. <laughs> They're wrong for that. They are wrong for that. <laughs> That's a bad one. That is a bad, bad, bad one. Okay, this next story headlined, Saved by a Cup of Soup. <laughs> by Alison Garrity. She's 23 from Manchester. I don't know a single woman my age who hasn't been hassled, followed or threatened at some point while out alone at night. Often it begins seemingly friendly enough, maybe even with a compliment. But soon enough it turns scary and aggressive when you don't smile or you don't want to stop and talk to this strange man accosting you on the street. For some people, it literally becomes a daily occurrence, fending off this unwanted attention. For me, there have been more than a few incidents. One that happened recently really had me terrified that I was going to be attacked. I thought I was going to be raped, and God knows what else. I've been working on a stall at a farmer's market selling jams and chutneys and whatnot. I've done it from a few different locations, generally one Saturday a month in each, and always found it to be a pleasant experience. Subheading. Cheap and nasty. Cheap and tasty. <laughs> Me. Um, the markets could be anywhere around Cheshire and Lancashire, and the people shopping at them were usually very nice. Well, to-do sorts. I never have any trouble, and all the people working on the stalls were really lovely. I always took a kettle with me, okay, <laughs> and there were gen- and there was as there was generally somewhere to plug it in, so I could make tea or coffee for myself or some of the stallholders near me. I'd taken to having a cup of soup during my shift. I don't eat much anyway, okay, flex, okay, I'm, I, I don't eat, I eat nothing, I eat nothing, okay, like we get it, okay. I take it to having a cup of soup during my shift. I don't eat much anyway. Thanks a lot, bitch. And it's a lot cheaper than buying sandwiches all the time. Little did I know 
that's what would get me out of trouble one day. One particular location we'd worked at a couple of times, we were right in a busy suburb of Manchester, not far from where I live. The side of the market itself was right between a group of very big, busy, quite rowdy pubs. There had been a football match that Saturday and there was a lot of drunk people about. Much more than normal. I noticed a guy really staring at me, stood with a couple of other men. But it didn't last long so I just got on with what I was doing and forgot about him. He reappeared a couple of times throughout my shift. But there were so many people milling about and the stall was very busy so I I just carried on with my day. It was about an hour before I was due to finish when I saw the same guy staring at me again. Only now it was an uncomfortable amount of time. Subheading. You're so fit. He must have realised I'd noticed he was staring because he came over to the stall and started pretending to look at the jars. I politely asked if I could help him with anything. He was reasonably smartly dressed, so I didn't think he was the type to try and steal anything. Then again, he didn't look like he was particularly interested in jam or chutney. I'm just browsing, really, he said, before tra- before trying to turn on the charm. God, though, you are so fit. What are you doing working here? I reckon you could be a model or something. I did my best to smile and pretend to be flattered. I'm just working here, I do my law degree, I said, which was a complete lie, but I wanted to shut him up. Okay, so, (laughs) but like you're working there once a week, okay, whatever. Why'd you have to bring the law degree into it, if if that's fake, you know? If you're not doing a law degree, then why'd you have to like bring it again, another subtle flex? I don't know, I think there's something off about her. I, I don't know what the story is with this guy, okay? Yeah, I don't know. I could be proven wrong. But she's already told us, okay? Because remember, she's writing the story. So she writes the story for the magazine. So she's already told us that I don't really eat that much. I eat nothing. And that she's doing a fake law degree. So I don't know, okay? I'm getting a bit of liabilities. Um, Now, hashtag I believe her, okay? Before any of you try to come for me, okay? (laughs) Okay. Where were, oh yeah, so he just told her that she looked like a model. Um, I'm just working here while I do my law degree, I said, which was a complete lie, but I just wanted to shut him up. I followed up with, are you interested in any of our jams or chutneys? He immediately changed his tone. Oh, I see. You're one of those kind of girls, are you? He snarled. Too good to talk to me. No, I don't want any of your fucking jam. (laughs) Okay, okay, now we got a story. He tossed the jar he'd been holding onto the table, letting it fall over. Then, after a final glare, he turned and sauntered off. (laughs) I love sauntered. I sauntered into every room. Um, I was a little taken aback. But there were so many people around that I didn't feel really threatened. Plus, he'd obviously got bored when he realised I wasn't interested and had left. So that was that. I finished my shift and started getting my things together. The girl who was taking over for me had arrived. Oh my gosh, not even in a full day of Saturday. 
I was just chatting with her and the girl on the next stall when I saw the angry guy from before walk past with two other men. He glared at me, but I just did my best to ignore him. I told the other girls what had happened earlier. They'd had similar tales of boozed up idiots and I said I was and said I was right to just ignore him. I made a cup of soup to sip on my way home. With that, I said my goodbyes and set off. I'd barely walked a hundred yards when, turning to check the road I was about to cross, I realised the angry man from earlier was about 50 feet behind me. I walked a bit further, wondering if it was just a coincidence. I was too scared to turn around and check. Suddenly, I sensed he was right behind me. I started to panic. There was no one around on the street and I didn't know where this was going to go. Still too good to talk to me, are ya? The familiar voice growled. You stuck up, cow. Subheading, I didn't look back. I turned instinctively. The look in his eyes scared the life out of me. I can't describe it. I just knew whatever he was going to do next was not going to be pleasant. He was close enough to grab me. There were side alleys and dark gardens all along the road. It felt like I had one chance. Without a second thought, I threw the red hot soup straight in his face. (laughs) Then ran as fast as I could back in the direction of the markets. I heard him yell in pain as he clutched his face, but I didn't care. I just bolted and didn't look back. Who knows what he had planned? Maybe a face full of scalding soup might make him think twice next time. (laughs) Okay. You know, rock on, sister. Girl power. Okay. 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 I think she did the right thing. (laughs) And I guess let it be a lesson to all of us, you know, about I, I for one, I for one will never be going for a late night walk because you know I do like to go for them late night walks. I won't be leaving this house again without a cup of soup. I don't know about you. <laughs> and you know what? I think it's actually like a little hack. You know? You can get those, you can get a pack of cup of soup in Aldean Little, I'm sure. For like, you probably under a euro. But especially, you want know, they come in handy now for Christmas time. Christmas time, you'd be walking through Cork City, Cork City at uh, Christmas. And you know those people that come up and they'd be like, they're, they're for share. Whatever charity that is. Sure, bitch. They, you know, come up and, hi, would you like to sponsor Share? Hi, would you like to donate to Share? Excuse me. Um, And they're they're just like plagues, you know, every street corner, there's someone coming up. And you know, they give you those little yellow stickers. Um, Like, two seconds. Yeah, just let me, uh, cup of soup to the face. You know, scalded, okay? Some young child scalded, or be it an elderly person scalded. What matters is they're scalded. And they, and the thing is, they, you know, they all like, they're like those beggars, okay? Excuse me. They're like those beggars, you know, they'll be like reconvene at the end of the night, you know, how much they got, share their winnings. Very the same with those share people, okay? Share this bitch, you know? So the word will get out and they will know not to approach you the next time. <laughs> um, I don't know, I think it could work. Now, I'm already enthralled by this next story from the headline alone. Kinky sex killer, Okay. She used sex as a weapon to get her new husband to kill her former fiancé. But Bianca Edmonds' scheming led to the deaths of both men. And the woman known as the Black Widow has now been locked up for murder. 
Edmonds ordered Glenn Cassidy to kill the father of her son, Michael Capsonia, using the promise of kinky sex to convince him. Besotted, Cassidy would do anything to please his attractive younger wife. On March 12th, 2016, Cassidy planned to ambush Capsonia at his home in West Meadows, Melbourne, as he answered the door. <clears throat> Subheading, the full story. However, Capsonia was ready for him and managed to stab Cassidy with a knife before he was fatally shot in the head. Cassidy ended up bleeding to death at the scene. It took years for the police, who suspected Edmonds was behind the murder, to build a case against her. But on December 17th last year, the 35-year-old was found guilty of murder, even though she was more than 100 miles away at the time of the killing. Only now, <clears throat> what I want to know is, what level of kinky sex was enough to get this man to go to, for her new husband to go kill her former. That is what I want to know. Like, how kinky are we talking? How nasty are we talking? Because if someone got onto me and was like, "Yes, we can have really kinky, disgusting, depraved, animalistic piggery, um, fuck till the room stink," kind of sex. You know, it would take a lot. It would take a lot. So I'm just, I hopefully, I, again, I don't know. I'm hopefully, by the end we get to this article, we find out exactly what this dude was into. Only now, after a court-imposed gagging order, can the full sex fuel story be told. Edmonds was undone by the evidence of the two fellow prisoners. Convicted fraudster, Marina Lapresse, claimed Edmonds confided in her how she manipulated Cassie to become, Cassidy to become an assassin. Caged with her inside the Dame Phyllis Frost Centre, a jail on the outskirts of Melbourne, Edmonds spilled her guts. She used to fuck him with the gun to turn him on. Ah! <laughs> Did not see it coming. Did not see it coming. Did not see it coming. <laughs> she used to fuck him with a gun to turn him on, La Presse told the jury. She used to lick the gun and then used to get really excited. She would use her body all the time with Glenn. He would do anything she wanted. Subheading. It was a game. He didn't want to kill her first. But she eventually got him to do it. Lepresti claimed Edmonds told Cassidy during sex that his murderous actions would make her feel as though she had done it herself. Once he does it, it'll feel like she actually pulled the trigger, like she killed him, Lepresti said. The court heard Edmonds would refuse to allow Cassidy to orgasm unless he agreed to murder Capsonia. <gasps> oh, <laughs> okay 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 you know what using sex as a weapon kind of a succubus kind of a thing going on i'm very into it <clears throat> she wouldn't let him orgasm until he said he'd do it it was a game for him until it became serious and he said he'd do it he said he'd kill him for her edmunds told the inmate she wanted 
Capsinia dead so she could cash in on his pension and Cassidy behind bars so she could be free of him too. <gasps> Master plan. Lepresse added, the plan was that he would go to jail. <laughs> this accent is just gone off the rails. <clears throat> Lepresse added, the plan was that he would go to jail and as his wife, she would get all his things, you know, his home and his assets. She was Edmunds. She said Edmunds even branded Cassidy an idiot for getting himself killed during his botched assassination. Former solicitor Josephine Gonzalez, who was serving nine and a half years for fraud, also shared a cell with Edmunds, who was awaiting trial. <clears throat> like Leprosi, Gonzalez claimed Edmunds told her she could wrap Cassidy around her finger through sexual favours. Okay, now this next quote is from Gonzalez, so I'm going to try I have to do kind of like, um, where did they say she was from? I mean, I'm guessing it's, you know, something Latin, something Spanish-y, okay, with the name Gonzalez. So let me try doing this without being racist. <clears throat> like Leprosi, like Leprosi, Gonzalez claimed Edmonds told her she could wrap Cassidy around her finger through sexual favours. How do Spanish people talk? How do Spanish people talk? Um... They would both get... Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> that wasn't Spanish. How do Spanish people talk? How does Sofia Vergara talk? Oh, Jay. Oh, Jay. Okay, let me try to get that. Oh, Jay. They would both get... <laughs> Jay, no, why are you doing this? No, that's not Spanish. That's not Spanish. <clears throat> Okay, two seconds. Let me let me go listen to a JLo song and come back. Okay, I'm back. I watched um, an interview clip with Hilaria Baldwin. So I feel like this should work. They would both get turned on with certain things, <laughs> Gonzalez said. She told me that she used to tag Len up in bed so he couldn't move, then get on top of him and ride him. <laughs> Okay. She told me she used to tie Glenn up in bed so he couldn't move. Then get on top of him and ride him while she held the gun. She'd say to him, Tell me how much you want to kill him. Will you do it? I won't let you finish until you say yes. She said she loved him. Him hold his gun. It turned her on. <laughs> oh my god, that was fucking... Oh, terrible, okay? Terrible. And not racist. Because I do have some Spanish in me. Um, and I'm an actor. Okay, I'm an actor. So, you know... The evidence proved damning, despite Edmund's barrister's best efforts to discredit them. Capsania the estranged father of Edmund's toddler's son, had made the deadly mistake of expressing a desire to have greater access to their child. Subheading, hand-drawn map. Edmunds had pleaded not guilty to murder, claiming Cassidy acted alone. But, as well as the evidence from the two prisoners, she was snared by forensics. A bloody map was found on Cassidy's body the night he died. 
highlighting where the noisy dogs might be located. Specialists were able to prove Edmonds herself had made the map. She will be sentenced at a later date. <laughs> Whirlwind. The whole having fucking him with a gun. Okay. Fucking him with a gun. And always having the gun present in bed. Not letting him come until he would. Or that he would commit to killing her former fiance. Okay. Love it. Love it. Love everything about that story. I have to say. See, that is why I love the Stop the Press episodes. Because you really, really, you just don't know. You will never know where these stories are actually going to go. Okay? Now, I'm going to call an end to this part of the episode, to part one of this Stop the Press episode. If you want immediate access to part two, then you can head over down in the in the link, description, whatever. Uh, I'm going to leave a link for the Patreon. And you get access to the full episode. You'll also get access to the previous Stop the Press episode in full. Where, by the by, we actually I actually hunted down uh, someone who was involved in one of the stories. And we got a little word from them. Okay, so we have a little follow-up as well. Um, it's only a five a month. You get access to the Stop the Press episodes. You get access to 60 plus Patreon exclusive episodes that you will not have heard before. All hilarious, if I do say so myself. Um, and mind bending, <laughs> and it's only a fiver a month, okay? And I've never had anyone regret it. <laughs> In the meantime, stay woke. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at fifty to eighty percent less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.